Hey everybody, on today's Locked on Bama, Jimmy Stein and I will wane poetic about the uh, lackluster performance last night by the Alabama basketball team. We will also continue Jimmy's roster countdown. Can't wait to get into that, which might be some good news compared to what else happened last night. So let's get started with Locked on Bama. On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Bama. Luke Robbins, that's me, and Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Huh, good, good, rough. Uh... Rough ball game last night. Uh, first game all year I was unable to uh, watch uh, because of uh, uh, work responsibilities. But uh, I kept up with it on a minute-by-minute basis. And, uh, boy, I'm glad. Boy, if, if there was one game to miss, uh, I guess I got a little lucky. There's no doubt about it. That was uh, putrid. It was lackluster. It was awful. It was <laughs> – I, I don't even – I'm – out of adjectives. It was as bad as it sounded and bad as it looked. Um, I, I kept trying to do things like change the channel and, and come back like a couple of minutes late, hope that that did something. You know, I'm a big believer in the fluttering wings of a butterfly and uh, Georgia can create a tsunami uh, across the globe. I don't remember what exactly the saying is, obviously. But um, anywho, uh, it was just so depressing um it, it was it, I, I mean i'm look it, it would be one thing I, I did a reaction video last night by the way and um you know i just i would just vent it and it would be one thing if i felt like you know we we were trying hard and, and we were creating turnovers i mean we just weren't even looking where we were passing and then when we on the off chance we did something well for instance Javon Quinterly missing a free throw late, Rojas getting the rebound, and he immediately wanted to throw it, kick it back out, and he just threw it right to an AM guy for an easy bucket. It, it, it was just completely unforced errors time and time and time again. And, look, I'm not blaming just the players here. That's one thing that I will disagree with what Nate Oates said in his press conference. He, he went off about it, the players' effort. I'm fine with that. The players' effort was, was low, was bad. But, you know – he was out coached too. And I thought his rotation was iffy. Um, and one thing I said last night in the reaction video, every time it feels like a player steps up, you and I have talked about need somebody to step up, need somebody to step up. Every time a player steps up, it seems like two other players step back. Um, last night it was Keon Ellis stepping up. I thought he played great, but Javon Quinterly didn't have a great game again, and he and he reverted to Missing free throws very late in the game again, which is certainly a bad thing. Um, and then where was Noah Gurley? No, you know, Noah Gurley, the hero of the Arkansas game. He was 0 for 2, didn't play very much. And when he was in there, he didn't look good. Um, so I somebody's got to step up. I mean, if we want to have any chance of making any noise the rest of the way down the stretch. Yeah, you know, uh you can you know the it, it the players' effort was bad. Defense is bad. Um, 
it's 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 fair to be really frustrated. But one one point, you know, it, it's it's Nate Oates' responsibility. The team's effort is on Nate. The team's performance is on Nate. These are kids he's recruited. This is not an inherited basketball team. These are the kids that he bought to Alabama uh, to fit his system to win the games. Now, one thing we have to learn uh, is you can be critical of Nate and at the same time not want to make a change. I don't want to do that. Heck, I want to give Nate a lifetime contract. Uh, I, I think he's great. I think Alabama is going to achieve incredible things with him as our head coach. I think he I honestly believe this. He will he will be the first Alabama basketball coach to get Alabama to a final four. Uh, I believe that. I really do. Uh, and and I can believe that and at the same time say he just hasn't done a great job with this team. Uh, it, it's the makeup of this team. It's their character. Uh, they're more difficult for him to reach. And just like you can say, somebody out there right now might have the opinion that 2021 was Nick Saban's best coaching job based on the injuries, based on the offensive line, based on all that happened, that that was Saban's best uh job. Well, if a coach with a track record can have a best job, then he can also have his worst job. And I think Nate will one day admit, uh, if he doesn't do it now privately to to his wife at home, uh, <laughs> Nate, Nate may one day admit, uh, boy, I, I just didn't do uh, a, a great job that year. That, that I, I had a, a poor rapport with my players uh, and with that bunch. And that's okay. I'm not saying it. And it's not an excuse to me. It's just the reality. This is the reality of the situation. This group has been very difficult for him to reach. And it's his responsibility because he is the head coach. Now, I think this will be a one-off. I don't think we're going to be dealing with this again. I just think it's it's just a strange makeup of this bunch. And who knows? We may still make it to a sweet 16, Luke. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't rule that out. You'd be crazy if you're the Alabama fans like I'm done with this team I'm not watching them again you might miss Alabama playing in the sweet 16 so that's true um and if you are going to be interested in watching March Madness well March Madness is only a couple of weeks away that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best We've done our homework here at Locked On, and we're running brackets with runyourpool.com. That's runyourpool.com. Along with the standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers all kind of game types. A lot of fun. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you won't find on ESPN or CBS. Plus, they offer full white glove, customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we at Locked On believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no other truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com backslash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com backslash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Jimmy, I also want to uh, tell everybody really quickly, uh, check out the Bracket Breakdown Show, uh, the Bracket Breakdown Show, which, uh, look, thanks for making Locked On Bama your first listen every day. We appreciate that. Make sure to check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown March 14th right here on Locked On Bama podcast feed and YouTube channel. 
College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns of every single matchup. That's going to be so cool on March 14th, and we'll be a part of it. Okay, Jimmy, let's let's move on to something a little bit. Happier times, happier times, bud. Um, how about uh, we go back to your countdown? Are you sure. cool with it? Oh, heck yeah. Got it up now. All right, um, well, let's, we ended with number 58. So okay. you should be on and number 57. Is that correct? That's right. I have number 57. Uh, number f- This is our countdown of the roster. This is the spring roster uh, based on what we've seen in games and what we've heard that goes on in practice. This is not about freshmen. Uh, the, the freshmen early enrollees are not on this list because they haven't practiced. Uh, and we're not, we're not taking into account recruiting hype. Uh, this is all about what they've done since they've donned an Alabama uniform. So at 57, uh, we have Kane Williams, safety from Louisiana, New Orleans area, I believe. Uh, a big kid, big safety. Sorry, we used to call him in-the-box safeties. Uh, the thing with Kane is he sort of has to go in two directions here. He has to be a cover safety or he has to eat more and be a linebacker. Uh, you know, that's just kind of the reality to me of, uh, of, this, of, of what the situation is for in-the-box safeties these days. But, uh, but I do love Kane uh, in the sense that he's long and he's physical. Uh, he, he will hit people. Uh, he redshirted last year. This list is not too kind to freshman redshirts just simply because we haven't seen him play in games. So will we see Kane this, uh, this fall? Probably not, but it's not so much his fault. We're just crowded at safety with both safeties returning uh, with Malachi Moore and Brian Branch in the safety room. They're starters in different personnel packages. Uh, you, you factor that in, plus a Christian story who I think is right on the doorstep of being an every down player. Uh, just too tough for Kane to break in the lineup. So I have him at uh, 57. Uh, Number you 56. Want to talk about, yeah, yeah, 56 is Ian Jackson from uh, Prattville. Uh, I like Ian. Uh, again, he's just got kind of a crowded situation ahead of him. Uh, I do think one difference here is I think Ian's going to be a significant player on special teams. He's just built to do that uh, now that his redshirt year is behind him. And we'll, I, I just think that prepare to start seeing Ian quite a bit on special teams. Maybe he gets us an opportunity at inside linebacker in 2023. Uh, it's just a little crowded there with Henry Toto, Jalen Moody, even De- Deontay Lawson, who's going to be a superstar. Uh, but but Ian, uh, a, a good candidate to be on the special teams uh, units. 55 is Anquan Barnes. Uh, defensive lineman, huge guy. You know, he's listed on the roster at 6'5", 305. I've seen pictures of him, and gosh, he looks like he weighs more than 305 to me. But he's also not sloppy. He's just really, really big. I've heard some speculation he might be moved to offense. Uh, that's just speculation. Uh, I'm not writing that down yet. To me, he's still a defensive lineman. I'm not, I'm not anticipating him moving, but I, I do hear that that is possible. Uh, again, Wait. really deep. Deep position at Alabama. Good. Yeah, that is a very deep position. And now I need to tell everybody about betonline.net before you just spoil the rest of it. But football might be over for this season, but basketball's in full steam for both pro and college hoops. I hope you took the Texas A&M Aggies on the money line last night, folks. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. 
And it's not just basketball. BetOnline has your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, whatever you want. Head to the website today and use your mobile device if you want to to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game stizzards. I just added a little street cred. I like it. Um, I like it. So, all right, number 54 is Stefan Wynn. And, you know, yep. boy, Jimmy, that scares me that he's this low. Well, he's been on the team now. He's been on – this is going to be his fifth season on the team. That's amazing for a fifth season guy that he's, you know, down here at 54. He has played. He's even played, you know, while the game's in doubt at times – Weird thing, when I was looking over his career, I saw uh, that stood out to me. He actually played in more games as a redshirt freshman than he than he did as a sophomore or junior, um, which is interesting. He's a good body to have in the sense that he's an older, more mature guy. Uh, if we have depth issues, I mean, you know, he's a guy you could definitely plug in and he can hold his own. But he has never, even in five years, made a charge at first or second team. So I'll be very surprised if, if he does so this year. Uh, 53, one of the more interesting kids on the whole roster to me, DeMoy Kennedy, uh, moved to running back last year when we had the running back injury situation. Uh, and, and, you know, we didn't earn a role there, but to me it speaks volumes that you need a running back, and, and they chose this inside linebacker to move there. It just goes to show you that the staff actually believes this is a high-end athlete. Uh, what I worry is that he's a high-end athlete without a position. So we'll see. Uh, I'm assuming he's going back to inside linebacker this spring. There's some talk he could be at safety. That, to me, is an even more crowded position than inside linebacker. So I, I suspect he'll be at inside linebacker. This is one of the better pure athletes on the team. Uh, it's hard to believe that he will leave Alabama never playing a significant role. So I, I would look more towards 2023 as a great opportunity for him. But uh, DeMoy Kennedy is another guy who could be fantastic on special teams. So maybe he gets a, a, a significant role there. Uh, 52, we go back to offense. Uh, this has been a, all about young defenders, but but here we have 52, James Brockermeyer. Uh, I would have liked to have rated him a little higher, but I think Jay Brock's uh, problem here is we return two centers with starting experience in Seth McLaughlin and Darian Dalcourt. Uh, we also have returning guards and Echior and Cohen. I just don't see an opportunity for him this fall. And that's fine because offensive lineman, as we know, it's a developmental position. Uh, he could use some more time in the weight room. He could use some more time practicing, getting better. But while McLaughlin and Dalcourt are at Alabama and ahead of him, it's hard for me to imagine him being anything other than the number three center, which is why he's down here at number 52. But uh, I do believe, based on what I know, based on what I hear, uh, I do think Brockermeyer is the center of the future at Alabama. And just because he's a 52 today, doesn't mean I don't believe he'll be a really good center in this league down the road. Uh, and finally, uh, 51, Monkel Goodwine, uh, really high on him, redshirted a year ago, crowded position. Not sure we'll see a lot of him this fall either, just because the room's so crowded. But uh, I, I like Goodwine a lot, and, and it starts with his intangibles. This is a really good kid. He's a hardworking kid. He's very smart. Um and I bet he's picked up on things quickly at 6'4", 291. He's got really good size for the position. I think Goodwine is going to be a significant player at Alabama. I just don't know that he's ready yet. Plus, we already have four or five veteran linemen that will sort of eat up the first and second team spots. 
Well, uh, great job running that mother down. I appreciate that. Um, I should be noted, and I wish I could put it on this podcast, that I ran into uh, the Brocker Myers mother uh, at the national championship game. And as you can imagine, she is an absolute smoke show. Um, and she is super nice. And uh, she couldn't have been any sweeter. And she took a picture with me. I mean, and I felt privileged and humbled. Uh, couldn't have been any nicer. And you I told her, I said, you tell those kids, I don't care how much they play this year. Huh? She as tall as you? Is she she's close, man. She's close. Yeah, yeah she's, she's, a, she's a tall drink of water. I mean, you know, good looking. Man, is there anything better than a tall, good looking woman? Like a tall, good looking woman. Like, you know, uh, short, good looking. Short, good looking ones are good. It's equal. Even medium height, good looking. That's all fine. The medium ones are, are, are very, the medium ones are not medium. That's right. But man, you know, I mean, since I'm 6'5, I mean, a, you know, a tall, good looking woman is, is really cool. I'll tell you a story. I went on a date with a girl when I first went to Alabama and she, she was probably 4'10. I'm not kidding. And um, we were in line to go to the movies. And uh, like randomly, this was our second date. Randomly, I just turned to her and goes, "Hey, hey, little girl, are you looking for your parents?" So everybody could oh hear God. it. That that ended that. Yeah, that didn't. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I thought it was funny. I mean, it's like it's a lot like with the podcast now. There are times when I'm like, Luke, don't say that. Yeah, but you've already said it, <laughs> and it's too late, and the podcast is ruined. Um, yeah, I knew right. that one. Yeah, I'm no Doctor Phil, but I knew that 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 probably didn't. I probably didn't float well. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. <laughs> we still are uh, drinking away our sorrows for the Texas A&M game. Hopefully we can play better. We'll talk tomorrow about LSU, I guess. I don't even know if I want to talk basketball right now. But uh, we will, and uh, we will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.